The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said... Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyMedia.com and also SonsofLibertyRadio.com. Uh, you can uh, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show. That's right. You can see the faces made for radio. And I don't know what it is. Two different browsers. One picks up the changes immediately. The other one doesn't. That's why you're still seeing yesterday's show on there. Uh, but uh, it, it, if you go over there, it should be, it should be the, the, the right link because it was correct on Firefox, Chrome. I'm ready to trash it because I want to move to, to the center and just use that. But in any case, that's not the point. Uh, when you're over there, you can see the faces made for radio only. Let me tell you about the first one first. 
Uh, the one video on the left side, you'll see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday. Uh, he is broadcasting out of Williamsburg. I got to see him for all of about three minutes yesterday. Um, one of my daughters is uh, uh, going to spend a couple of days with their family up there in Williamsburg and got to see him for about three minutes and then had to leave to get back here to get ready for the radio show. Uh, but uh, that's him broadcasting out of there yesterday so if you want to see that up until three o'clock you can do so at three o'clock you should be live in that little area on the left on the right side yeah when you go over there it ain't going to look like it does at least on my screen right here uh, you will have a parental bill of rights uh, picture or image there click on the play button blow it up on whatever device you've got and then look in the right hand corner lower right hand corner you will see a rumble icon you can click on that and join us in rumble uh, for that. We're also streaming live to Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Got to get all my stuff together. Uh, this this new computer, I, tomorrow we should be completely good. I'm going to fix all my stuff. Uh, I hope, Lord willing, we're going to fix all the stuff today. I did get good news about the laptop that went down. It is still under warranty, so it shouldn't cost me anything. And this time they're even paying for me to ship it back, which last time I had to pay for that. Um, and you know how expensive shipping can be now. So praise God that uh, that's still under warranty. They're going to take care of that. And this one is just doing phenomenal. One little change I made in the streamer has made all the difference in the world, and I'm I'm thrilled about that. So uh, this is where you can you can watch this. We're also streaming live to beforeitsnews.com, top of the page, dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. Also a couple of Facebook pages with my name on them, personal and uh, public. And then also uh, Twitter at the real Tim Brow too. Don't put the N on the end of my name. Put a number two there. You can you can pick me up there. And then Twitch at the real Tim Brown. Uh, put it back on there as well. We'll see how long they keep us up. They might take us off after yesterday with the skin thing. I haven't been told that yet. And if you ever if you guys wonder what happened to uh, uh, Discord, yep, they did the same thing. They kicked us off for medical misinformation. Uh, so it's it's really interesting. Um, I don't know about the interview. What I'm going to try to do, um, and this is to answer uh, Carol Ann, what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to go ahead and pull those hard drives back out again. I'm going to do a search for MP4s because that's how it saves it and just see. Even though the folders look, I mean, it's really weird. Usually when you pull the hard drive out, you get the same kind of, you know, when you put it in Windows Explorer or whatever, you get, it looks the same no matter what computer is in it. This looks completely different. The, the, there are only like three folders in this hard drive uh, that I backed up to, but it's doing that. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. So I don't know where that went, but I'm pretty sure if it's on that hard drive, they don't destroy that. They back up everything. They put it back on if, if that's what needs to happen. Um, but the guys have been really good. The last time I sent them in, they were, they were really good about protecting that kind of stuff. So if they do, then we're going to have... Dr. Maccus, as soon as I can put it on, if I get it today, we'll try to do it, I don't know, maybe tomorrow. I don't know what my schedule is. We've got several to do for Thursday and Friday and then some pre-records, so yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, right up under where we're streaming live, and I'm sorry that we're taking so long in the formalities, you can sign up for our email newsletter. You get one of those in the evening. Uh, around 7 to 8 o'clock Eastern is when they go out. And then if you want our ministry email, that's sonsoflibertyradio.com. Again, if you guys would like to help us and keep us out there. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. We're, I mean, our family is dependent upon your support, too. So, and I don't have a problem with work ethic. So, if anybody says, go get a real job, look, I know how to do that. I know how to, I have no problem with the work ethic. 
but I do enjoy doing what I'm doing, and I'm glad that you guys uh, appreciate uh, Bradley enough, uh, and, I, and I enough that, that you'll keep us out there. There's a donate button at the top of the page. Click on that, make a one-time donation. And then also there's our monthly partners, our sons and daughters of Liberty. We appreciate you guys as well. And then finally, the store is available. This week we are highlighting the necessity t-shirts. We have these in black and also in blue. And uh, William Pitt the Younger, his famous slogan is on the front, Necessity is the plea for every infringement of human freedom. It is the argument of tyrants. It is the creed of slaves. So when you hear your fellow South Carolinian, Michigan, I, you know, Virginian, who, wherever you're at, when you hear them say, we've got to, we need to, blah, 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 you just remind them that that's the creed of their slavery. And when you hear the politicians say, we've got to, we need to, and they're going outside their scope of authority, just remember, that is the argument of a tyrant. Now, I don't care if they got an R on their jersey or a D on it. They are a tyrant. Okay? And they need to be removed from office. At the first utterance of stuff like that, they need to be removed. Unless they're pointing about bringing the law to bear. And I'm talking about the real moral law. I'm not talking about these pretended laws that they make up like our forefathers called out with King George. Okay, I got one video I'm going to show you. There's some others that will be in in the bonus videos. You guys have been hearing a lot about these Tesla cars being sold and now you're seeing where it's taken I don't know how many thousands of gallons to put out a fire on, on one of these Tesla cars. I mean, it's, it is a fire waiting to happen. Um, when we looked at even doing solar, here at the house. I mean, not only is it expensive, but you know, they want to put it on top of my house. No, you're not putting that on top of my house. Because I know some of the dangers, uh, fire dangers of solar panels. We're going to put it, we're going to put it out here beside the house or away from the house or something like that. So <laughs> you can't make this up. You really can't make this up. You guys who are on, on the radio, you're not going to be able to see it, but you'll be able to hear what's going on. Now, let me set the picture for those who are on the radio. There's a man and a woman at a propane gas thing. They got like, I've never seen one like this. I, I'm sure they're out there. You guys have seen them. It, they're at a propane gas deal. It's got like a hose, kind of like at your gas pump, with a different kind of nozzle on it. The guy is down at the tire, okay, on a Tesla. He's down at the tire, and the guy walks up with his camera and he's like, What are you doing? Well, what are you doing? Well, I mean, what are you guys trying to do here? We're trying to get gas into the car. It's not a gas car, okay? And he goes, that's propane. And they're like, <gasps> so you, you just, you, you have to see it. Check it out. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you doing? What are you doing? Huh? What are you doing? What are you doing with that? Uh, we're trying to figure out how to put gas in the car. I'm sorry, not gas, but in the tire. Do you know what that is? No. That's propane. Oh, shit. Oh. Thank you for oh, letting oh, us wow. know. Uh, yeah. Where is the, where is the, oh, I, I mean. There. Sorry, sorry. Thank you for oh. letting us know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were trying to blow the thing up. <laughs> Gosh. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. I, I got to tell you, anybody that would drive one of these things, anybody that would drive one of these things, you here's your sign. I, I don't I don't know what to say to you. Um, even if you're a greenie, to not understand what went into making that thing, 
is absolutely incredible. Anyway, this is Rotten of the Core Wednesday. I went a little long. I apologize for that. There's just a lot of stuff going on, and I'm trying to settle myself down because everything's not in order the way it, used, it usually is. So with that said, uh, we have with us today, because Lynn is still out. Oh, let me, let me do this before I bring Suzanne on. I got a bazillion things I'm, I'm opening up here. Lynn does have a message for us, and uh, she sent this to us. And uh, so I'm going to play this real quick before we bring Suzanne on. This is a little update from Lynn. Enjoy this. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to bombard the uh, regular Wednesday show with a bit of good news that we all could use. Thank you so much for all the prayer support. Thank you for all the financial support. Thank you for keeping it coming, both prayers and finances, because my recovery is just beginning. Had my post-surgery visit today. Absolutely no evidence of any cancer whatsoever left in my entire body. So that is absolutely wonderful. Amen. I'm healing already. Uh, my blood pressure is back down to a safe and normal level. Um, and I've lost a little bit of weight as well. I'm starting the supplements and the repair and uh, detox of the body. And so I'm going to keep adding uh, things every single day. So I know that these supplements are still going to be a drain. We know that we still have a long way to go as far as my recovery. I come back in three months, but I just wanted to let you know a little bit of great news. So thank you so much and praise the Lord. I have got... Uh, Suzanne today and she's helping me out filling in for Lynn and we really appreciate you doing that last week Suzanne and it's good to see you this week as well what do you got for us parental bill the parental right whoops I don't know what just happened here okay see this is the problem uh, go ahead everybody can still hear you I just I don't know what I just uh, I don't even know what's going on here this is go ahead everybody can hear you though and I'll get it sorted I, I snuck in. I was like the kid on Christmas morning. I snuck in there. Sorry. I Yeah, I'm doing it. on them so you are at risk with several bills that are in in congress right now but first let's remind everybody of the ninth amendment that's one that doesn't get a lot of airtime or media time but it's one of the most important and it says the enumeration in the constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people these are your parental rights this is where they are covered it's your right to privacy control over your body anything that they did not list in those first ones that's where it comes then there's the 10th amendment the power not get delegated to the united states by the constitution nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people so those two rights are very important when it comes to education and it comes to your God given authority to be 
the guidance for your children, moral, ethical, spiritual, emotional, the education of your children, the care of your children. Those are all God given to you. And that's where all of this is protected. So keep those in mind as we go through these bills. Okay. All right. And just so people understand, you know, Publius Holda dealt with this. Uh, and Suzanne, I think you remember this because you were contributing at Freedom Outpost at the time. She brought up Michael Ferris's, the guy from HSLDA. And by the way, guys, again, this is the computer. I set this thing yesterday in the streamer and it's gone. So now we have sound. I apologize for that. Didn't know it was not happening. Anyway, um, she dealt with Michael Ferris's parental bill of rights and he goes, Oh, you know, I've argued at the Supreme court level against the UN and this, that, and the other and I won. This is how you do it. You got to use this language, this, that, and the other. Well, as far as I know, there's nothing in the U S constitution deals with parents or bill or rights. In fact, the 10th amendment says, whatever we didn't delegate to you is retained by the states and the people. And those are two different things. Those are two different mm -hmm. things. And, uh, she was pointing out what the flaw was. You're if they'll take and twist words in the constitution now you don't want to give them a uh, 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 parental rights in the constitution to twist because michael ferris said oh this the the state would have to prove that they have a legitimate interest in this well let me tell you all the money is backed by that interest of you and your kids that's why you and your kids are considered wards of the state for those who who did not know that that's what you're considered unless you're going to let them know that's the presumption you're a ward of the state so and and the bible is very clear we say this over and over deuteronomy 6 you are the ones responsible why because god gave them to you psalm 127 128 uh, and their heritage from the Lord. They're not the children of the state. And so we don't talk about constitutional rights when we talk about parental rights. They are outside of that. They're God-given. And uh, I appreciate you pointing that out there, uh, Suzanne. Oh, absolutely. And that's what you're going to have to stand on first and foremost. Because normally when your rights are government, let's, let's say this, government can't take something away from you that God has given you. You have to kind of relinquish that and be willing to do that. You, but you have to stand on your God-given rights and keep claiming them and keep claiming them and keep exercising them and let the government know, doesn't matter what you do, this is not something you can take away from me. This is not something I am going to relinquish it because number one, you don't have authority over that. That is in God's realm. And God has that authority over that, not you. That's right. And we're going to claim it, and we're going to keep claiming it, and we're going to keep exercising it, whether you like it or not. Yeah, yeah. And they can, and they're going to try to, uh, there's no doubt in my mind, they're going to try to exercise it with force. That's what government does. I think it was George Washington that warned about that. The government is not benevolent, it is not charitable, but it is brute force. That's what it is. And so the, that's why the people are armed in this country. They have to have an equal. Uh, force to retaliate against those who would use force in an unlawful manner. That's right. And these bills, we're going to start with HR 8767. Um, this comes out of the House. It was presented by um, Bob Good, or Good, however he pronounces his name. And you have several co-sponsors, co uh, Mary Mueller, Randy Weber, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Paul Gosar, and Lauren Boebert. Now, all of these are have R's behind their name. So if you think they are the good guys, I'm going to show you why they're not right here in this bill. 
they call this bill the Empowering Parents Act, but it does everything but empower you. And they describe it as this, to establish a private right of action for parents with respect to the teaching of racial discrimination theory and other actions by covered schools and for other purposes, okay? Your private right to action, we already talked about the Ninth Amendment. We talked about the Tenth Amendment. Your education of your children is your God-given responsibility, duty, obligation, and right. That comes from God. So why are they saying this? For the simple fact that they're saying, we're going to establish these for you. And you'll see what they're going to list. And when they list that, that's going to be all you have. That's it. They're going to say, well, we gave you these rights, and this is what they are. And when they have this bill, if it passes and it becomes what I call uh, a usurpation piece of legislation, then they can go in there and change this and change those rights and further limit it even more. And there's several other bills that are in the House, and there's one in the Senate that are going to absolutely just limit your parental rights. Well, I can see some things, Lynn, uh, excuse me, Lynn, Suzanne, uh, about some of these things. <laughs> that, yeah, some of these things that are here, you know, their findings, and, and their findings, I, most of yes, this looks good. Go people would, yeah, people would say, hey, this sounds right. The family unit consisting of a mother, father, and child is the foundation of civil society. Yep. The rights mm -hmm. and authority that's of parents good. are God-given and self-evident. Yep, that's mm -hmm. exactly right. The rights and authority of parents do not derive from the government. That's right. Yep. The rights yep. um, and authority of parents should not be challenged or undermined by the government, but must be preserved and protected. Amen. Parents Wait a second, though. What? Look at that verb. Look at that verb. Which one? Protected? Should. Should. Oh, should. The rights and authority of parents should not be challenged. Now, when you go yep. back and you look at should and you go back to yep. the Webster's 1828 Dictionary, how it is used depends and what it means depends on the person you're talking about whether it's first person second person third person okay using first person emphasizes or expresses present or future conditionality if you have it with emphasis it's obligation duty determination and that's the same in in the uh, second person but what do we see in the first few Bill of Rights shall not be infringed. Congress shall not. Shall is a much stronger sure. use yep. of a verb. So even though it maybe should not be, it's going to be conditional to where there will be something that comes up that they can or will. It's the same thing with May. May is one of those uh, that prevents the possibility. So anytime you see May in legislation or government, that gives them a lot of leeway to say, okay, maybe this time we'll do something, but then another time we won't. So it's, it's very conditional. So you got to look at the verbs when you start reading uh, these bills to see exactly what's going to be going on.
Well, yeah, and then Mr. Wordsworth points out, uh, you know, the them parents can be two men or two women. But what I'm seeing here, at least in this, and I understand, I understand what it, the point he's making. At least in this, they state it's a mother and a father and a child and child and child, or I guess children right. uh, would be. They're in recognizing there. the traditional family, right? But here's the thing about it: nowhere in history or from the Bible does it ever tell us that a family is anything but that's right a male and female as husband and wife mother father and child so that is a self-evident truth that's already a self-evident truth established by god that the family is civil society because we started with adam and eve he told them to go forth and multiply so he established everything on on male female parents family so yeah. there should be no there shouldn't be any reason to state otherwise. I agree. I agree. And here's here's some other things. <clears throat> here's where I think it really gets tricky, is yeah. um, is that you know they start coming down here, and mm -hmm. um, they say it is contrary to the Tenth Amendment of the Constitution and the principles of federalism espoused by the founding fathers for the federal government to supersede state and or local authorities regarding the instruction and testing of students, not just to supersede, to have anything to do with it, which is what they do in the next thing. It says That's it exactly is the sense right. of Congress that a covered school, blah, blah, blah. Well, if you don't believe you ought to supersede, if you really right. don't believe you have any authority there, what is all this stuff right here that you just did? And some of it looks like it's probably good things are stating, but it's coming from the federal government who hasn't been given any authority to do that. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. They have no authority whatsoever to even be interfering in education because it is not found in Article 1, is it Article 1, Section uh, 8, eight. Yep. Article 1, Section 8 of the uh, Constitution for the United States of America. So they don't even have this authority, but here they are. And if you'll notice right after which, that one that you read, which is number eight on uh, that page, Right down below that, it says, because the parents are the higher authority. God is the highest authority. And then, you know, the parents come for the children as far as their education and raising up and training them in the way that they should go. Taxpayers have a right to know what publicly funded schools are teaching students. Well, wait just a minute. If you are the highest authority as the parent, you have the right to direct that curriculum, approve it, disapprove it, say, nope, that's not going to happen. But that's not what they're saying here. See, they have just said, oh, well, we have the authority. They're establishing that. They haven't said that, but they're establishing it through what they're saying and what they're not saying. So what they are saying is we have the authority to establish the curricula. You just get to look at it. And that's what all these parents' bills come out to be. We have the authority to do this, but we're giving you the opportunity and the right to look at it. Yeah, I think one of the things, it, again, comes out of here, you've got them acknowledging they don't have the right to supersede, and then they go, taxpayers, right. well, who is that? Who is that? That's <laughs> right? mom and dad. Have, have a right to know. Taxes. Well, those, let me let me put it this way. Those who, who volunteer into that system, and you guys are going to have right. to do your own homework on there. I'm not even going to play an Irwin Schiff stuff on, or any of that kind of stuff on you. You need to do your own due diligence to find out who is a taxpayer and who owes taxes. 
have a right to know what publicly funded schools are teaching students. Well, there's the problem. Right. We right. never authorize that. Uh, again, That's if you're right. in a state that has um, that as part of your constitution, like I know down in the South, and I've told you the history on this, it was it was after Lincoln. That was one of the things they wanted to do is what Arnold Abney warned about they wanted to do. Push that education onto the South that wasn't working in the North. We've retained that, and I'm telling you right now, the parents need to stand up in every state and say, we're tired of going to your school boards. We're tired of dealing with your tyrants who are following the federal or state mandates. We are in charge of the education of our children, and it's not going to stop, parents, until you stop sending them there. And I realize there are some... There's some who are caught in a conundrum. I, I sympathize with you, and this is why I've said the church has to come in, and it's got to help the single parents in their in their congregation or even the families. Instead of putting your money in the building, help those families educate, really educate, not indoctrinate, educate those kids for the glory of God. Why? They are our posterity. They are the future. If we lose it there, which we've been losing for decades, uh, Suzanne, then, then we've lost everything. And they know it. They know if they get the kids while they're young, they've got them for life. Exactly. And on Hemner It Out, I did, I think it was about four episodes on the parental bill of rights that are going around in the states. I think you had um, Wisconsin, Alabama, Indiana, Tennessee, Florida, Georgia. You had a lot in there. And I, I went through those. And Lynn and I, as the Liberty Bells, we had Joanna Martin, Publius Holda, on a Saturday night special that talked about the parental rights amendments and why they are so bad. And she confirmed everything that I have researched. Of course, she did the research long before I did. And I just expanded it by going through these bills line by line by line and looking at them, looking at the language and pointing out the language does not does not do what they are telling you that it does it does the opposite yeah that's exactly right and somebody pointed out in the uh, chat when you read the title of this uh, bill they go oh they always tell you a pretty pretty name for the bill oh you want to embrace that and it's the, usually the direct opposite so it is yes yeah i it think there's some people I, I actually think there's some people who mean well who are not lawyers and they're just putting down how they would use terms. I think there are some people who do that, especially when you get into short, this is a fairly short bill here. This is not like, you know, mm -hmm. hundreds or thousands of pages. What is it? It's like four, three or four pages. So when you it's usually, very long. yeah, when you usually get this, you get somebody who's not a, a lawyer uh, or an attorney and they're writing just how they would normally use the language and they don't understand how somebody's going to come in and manipulate it. But there's, mm -hmm. there's this, there's this thing that though they say, the Fed shouldn't be involved. They keep putting the Feds in there. That's, it's like they, they have this, um, they're trying to hold two opinions here. And the Bible tells us that that is, is a confused man. It is a double-minded man. He's unstable in all his ways. Exactly. And, and when you go through this and you start at Section 3, Sense of Congress, you pointed this out, a covered school should not. I mean, we talked about the verbs, should and shall and may and how different they were and then they tell you what a covered school is in here and i'll let people read that for themselves because when you go into all of this and you start looking at this entire section you find out well all of these are uh, fall under the 
purview of the parent, what the parent is to direct, not the school. Uh, for instance, uh, intentionally expose a student to racial discrimination theory. That's, you know how that, I'm not even going to go into that, but why is that being done in school? That shouldn't be done in school, you know, and this has to do with the critical race theory. That shouldn't even be done there. Require a biological woman to compete against a biological man. Well, it, I mean, is, is, I guess I'm looking at it from the standpoint of these are all no brainers. These are all no brainers. And parents should be standing up and say, no, because of the differences between male and female, it is inappropriate for girls to compete against boys and boys to compete against girls. It's because of the just the differences in the makeup of female and male, because males have more upper body strength. So they end up having a little more disadvantage. They have a lesser body fat than women. They also have a different center of gravity. So you're starting out with, they're not what you would say equal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a comment here and thank you, Jennifer, for that. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I get that. They, when I, I'm trying to give some people the benefit of the doubt on certain subjects, and that's only because of the way I'm reading it. I don't see a lot of this legal language, but I appreciate uh, Suzanne bringing out like the, you know, uh, should and things of that nature. I do think that, that that's a good point, uh, but I see this written different than I do others. So that's why I say this doesn't look like it's written by a corporatist. That's for sure. But, uh, but I, I get the point. I guess, yes. Suzanne, yes. what would be the issue that we would bring up here? Why are they even addressing this? Doesn't the Ninth and Tenth Amendments address this already? We shouldn't have to write all this stuff out. If we didn't authorize you guys, you have no business writing bills about it. You have no business talking about it or advancing any kind of agenda about it. That's right. That's exactly right. The Constitution does not give Congress or the federal government any authority in education. The Ninth and Tenth Amendment preserve parents' rights over the education of their children and all other obligations, duties, responsibilities given by God to parents for the care and upbringing of those children. You shouldn't even have any need to do this. This should not, the state doesn't have it. The federal government doesn't have it. So none of this should even be any type of legislation, even be brought up mentioned in the House of Congress, shouldn't even be there. And when you go on to look in this, you get to, and this is going to tie in with what we did last Wednesday and what I just did on the Liberty Bells on Monday. And this was a covered school shall not or should not. I want to use shall because that's the appropriate verb, but it should, they have should compel a student to observe or espouse obscene or sexual materials without the consent of a parent of such student. Now, did you catch that language? Mm -hmm. Did you catch the language? It's not saying, hey, should not even compel us. We should not even be presenting this to children, period. It's not what it said. What it says, compel a student to observe or espouse obscene or sexual materials without the consent of the parent. So what they're saying is, well, this is in the school. School's got to have the consent of the parent. It's not hey, we're not even going to put this in schools. It's there. It's going to be there. So 
parents are going to have to consent to it. Well, I'm sorry, it's not age appropriate for any child in that arena. Now, one thing to talk about health, biology, that's different. But we're talking about obscene and sexual material that is inappropriate for children. Yeah, and I noticed that they have they use. Uh, I'm noticing what you're talking about with the with the language here in in this particular one. It talks about mm-hmm. intentionally exposed. So hey, if yes. mom and dad say it's okay, or you know, or we say hey, or, or they can give this this example, Suzanne. They can come in and they can say hey, we didn't know that was in there. Somebody put it in there, so that's not intentional. So they they have their ways out. Again, Absolutely. this comes back to parents. We have to take responsibility for that. And you go, how are we going to do that, Tim? Well, I can tell you. The first thing is quit fighting with the beast. Quit playing with the beast. Quit, you know, sticking your kids up to its fangs and its its sharp teeth. Quit putting it into its, quit putting your children into its mouth and bring them home. You know, where you're able to. I, I'm not a hard nose about people who have difficult times. I'm not. But I say the trajectory ought to be there. Look for ways you can do that. Maybe you can find another homeschool family that will work with you. And, you know, our family, as as tight as our budget is, and it's tight, folks. I'm just telling you. It's really tight. I think if we get extra funds, it may we might make sixty grand a year. And we've had 10 kids. Okay? So, and we have to pay taxes to fund the public indoctrination centers we call public schools, but we also have to get our own books and stuff. And that stuff comes in on me. So I, if we can do it, I know other people can do it, and they can make it work. And if you can't do it yourself, maybe you can find some homeschooling families in your area who might be willing to say, say, hey, while you're at work, we want to be a ministry to you. We want to love you. You know, Jesus says, all men will know you're my disciples by your love for one another. We want to love you. It's not a big deal for us to bring one or two of your kids into into our family. We'll keep them for the day, maybe feed them. Maybe you want to you wanna give them $50 a week or something for food or whatever the case may be. You can work something out with them and, and help one another. My goodness, we've got to help one another in this issue if we're going to defeat the, the enemy that's before us. That's what we're going to have to do. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree. And the... And I always look for the out in these bills. There's always an out. The government always gives itself an out to put it in there and say, well, you know, this this is this, so that doesn't fall in under these any of these other sections, and here's your out. Under rule of construction, nothing in this section may be construed to prohibit a teacher or a student from discussing public policy issues or matters of public debate. So, could porn, sexuality, grooming be kind of fall under this category as a matter of public policy or matter of public debate when you're talking about it in the school system? Well, of course it could. So, there's their out right there to just put it in there. <laughs> yeah, this is this debate. isn't this isn't the only bill that we're talking about. You've got several no, of these up here. No. And then when you uh and before we leave this bill, uh, when you go to Section 5, private right of action, a parent aggrieved by a violation may, here's that word may, is suggestive, commence a civil action. And here's the thing, the court may award appropriate relief, and your statute of limitation is 30 days from the date of incident. Don't you love that? Wow. 30 days, that's all you get. 
Will you even get a hearing in 30 days? <laughs> no, that's the issue. You have to bring it up, and it's yep. going to go on yep. and on. And... Well, let's see what the Attorney General does. In a case which a parent commences a civil action under subsection A, the Attorney General shall, okay, so shall. there's a, that's a good thing, shall that's have the exclusive authority to oversee as appropriate any investigation conducted by the federal government in connection with such an action. The problem is... <laughs> The federal government's investigating itself. Well, it's not only investigating itself, but it's going to be investigating an issue to which it does not have authority over. That's the other issue. Yes. Yes. So two wrongs don't make a right there. But two rights make an airplane. I always tell people that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, so it, there's a mixture of just double-mindedness. I don't know any way to say it. If you don't believe the federal government belongs in education, why even include this? Uh, but I think That's there's right. the virtue signaling. Uh, I do see that because they come down and they start giving definitions. Uh, biological man, biological yes, sex, biological woman, covered school, racial yes. discrimination theory. So they're they're using all the buzzwords. They're using all the things that, you know, the red meat that gets thrown out there that gets everybody worked up in a frenzy. But they aren't right. doing the one thing they should say is is just write a thing that says, wait a minute. The Tenth Amendment and the Ninth Amendment eradicate all of your stuff and education. We have That's nothing right. to do with that. That's what should be in there, and we should eliminate anything tied to education, not, on, not only the Department of Education, but all of the other things of what you just said about, um, or, or what Lynn and I have talked about, about how they're just into all these departments with all these mm -hmm. this legislation, it's all, all these tentacles wrapped around it. It's, it literally is like a cancer that's spread throughout the federal government. And if you eliminate the Department of Education, you've still got the tentacles of, of what all they've produced in all of these other uh, departments and all these other pretended legislation. That's exactly right. So even though you may want to get rid of the Department of Education, unless you get uh, the, the, it'll just scurry and scatter into other departments. So you have to go to those departments and remove it from there as well. So just getting rid of the Department of Education is not going to fix the problem. You've got to get government out of everything that they are in that is unconstitutional and the authorities that they have usurped in order to return things back to where they should be. And there's only one way to do that, guys, and that is Technical to civic. abolish D.C. <laughs> Jefferson yep. said it. I didn't say it. I'm not a revolutionary. I'm just simply telling you the, when, when our liberties are threatened, the right of the people to abolish or dissolve that government is there. It's the right of the people. It's not the right of the federal government to say, oh, you can't do that. Wait a minute. You're the employees, we're the employers, we have the right to do it, but the people have to be educated, uh, Suzanne, they have to be educated, mm -hmm. and then they have to not only be educated, they have to have the will to go and do it. And if they don't have the will and go and do it, they can know everything out there. It's like Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, he says, you can know all prophecies, and you can uh, do all this stuff, and you can preach, and you can prophesy, and all this, but if you don't have love, you're you're an aggravating noise you're a clanging symbol you know that's what you are yes. and so if we have the knowledge knowledge is power if we do something with it that's the wisdom this, this is what we've got to dc has to be abolished it just has to be abolished and we have to start dealing with things locally we really do i agree now since we're finished with that one we'll move on to hr 6056 this is named the parents bill of rights act that's just it is everything but okay that
they don't even have authority to to make legislation on anything given by God, but here they are doing it. What is really interesting is Section 104, parents' right to know. That is the extent of your rights. Parents' right to know. This is begin your rights. And it's always the right to review curriculum, the right to know if the state alters the state's challenging state academic standards, the right to meet with each teacher of their child, not less than twice a year, the right to review the budget. Okay, well, where is to direct the curriculum? And if anybody missed our show, uh, the Liberty Bell show with Jennifer McWilliams, I think I sent you that uh, reference. She was a teacher who said that a lot of the social and emotional learning that goes on in the classroom is weaved into uh, the curriculum. And this social and emotional learning is not usually a separate curriculum they have. It's weaved into it, and it's usually bought through a third party of how that uh, those resources are bought through a third party. So then it becomes proprietary, which means you don't get to see it. Interesting. Now, do you, I, I didn't actually pull those videos up. I was going to put them in the archive, but do you want me yeah, to just pull them in the archive? Okay. I didn't know if you wanted me to play them or not. No, because the one I'm, that we did with Publius Huddle was rather long and okay. I did put the uh, time marks on that. Jennifer's was very short. It was six minutes. We've got a lot more to cover, but if you want to uh, do that, play that and we can go over, I'm okay with that. Yeah, let me. I, I'm pulling it up now. Let me. Um, let okay. me. Let me get to where. Whoops, there's some music there. Let me go to 15. <laughs> yeah, that's our music. Yeah, I'm just going to jump over here to where you you guys were. And this is uh, this is Liberty Bells with uh, Jennifer. Yes. Um, Jennifer McWilliams. McWilliams. She started at the 15 30 minute mark. Yeah, I'm and pretty it close to that. for about six minutes, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, just shout at me when you want me to stop. Here it is. Okay. Teach. Uh, academics, but you are to teach them to have a socio-political critical conscious that will um, that will critique the inequitable systems that we have in our country and in our school. So um, it's really dangerous what they're doing. Um, but oh, it is. I wonder who in the world decided that it was okay to do that to other people. But you know, wait a minute, wait a minute. That is an updated version of what Edward Bernays yes, said in is. his propaganda piece about education yeah. and the purposes of schools. But still, we're talking about somebody else mm -hmm. that is infringing. And, right. and, and I, I call it infringing because as a parent, if you are responsible for your child's education. Bible tells us so. You are to educate your children. So when somebody else comes in and they're putting in all of this here, where do they get that authority? They don't have it. So at this point, who is deciding that, hey, I have the authority to do this? That's what we're going to do. It's a usurpation. And how are, how are parents not seeing this and say no? Well, because you know, I think I can answer that a little bit and people okay. are obviously waking up a lot right now, but when they changed the teaching method, it mm -hmm. didn't change the lessons that came home and, and that the parents saw. Okay. 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 So a lot of people think social emotional learning is a curriculum. It is not a curriculum. And so we have parents across this country that go and, and, um, want to see the curriculum. They want to see it. And that's great. But unless you're in California where they're literally teaching critical race theory and all of, you know, this stuff, mm -hmm. a lot of the curriculum in the schools 
is it's going to be the common core version of course but it's still it's going to seem uh, very innocent still right. but when you change the way that you teach those lessons that's what the parents can't see that's what doesn't come home mm-hmm. so you still get a math lesson that comes home with just the regular answers, however they solve them with their common core nonsense. And um, then you, but you don't see the lesson and you don't see this shift in teaching um, children. I, I, I can give you an example. I'll just give you a, a very simple example. So if you are a culturally responsive teacher, mm-hmm. you are supposed to engage students in uh, uh, discussions throughout the lessons and and um, around race and oppression and mm-hmm. identity. So um, we'll, we'll use a very simple, when um, let's say, well, second grade, you have a story problem, a math story problem that says, you know, Johnny is going to drive 50 miles to the theme park with his family. And they're already 20 miles along. How much longer do they have to drive to get to the theme park, right? Very simple. We all know how to, that they, you know, to solve these problems. But if you're a culturally responsive teacher, you can take the answers, maybe, maybe not. Now math is racist as well, but, um, but you are supposed to engage them into this lesson and use it as a political tool. So you would say now, now children, do all children have a family, a mom and a dad? Is that a family for all children? And then you'll have children raise their hand. Right. And Mm -hmm. no, I have this type of family, or, you know, I know a family like this that has two moms or two dads. Uh, and then you would say, do all families have a car? Why do you think all families don't have a car? I don't have a car. Why don't families have a car? You, in, this is culturally responsive teaching, right? right? Okay, and so um, just for anybody that's not familiar with that. One. Okay. So do you see where you are not going to be able to see what is going on because it is so woven in and it's not really a curriculum, but it's a way of teaching that gets this to the children and yes we brought up edward bernays because it's putting propaganda out there to children and you're not going to see it or you're going to see is that math problem coming in and then if you ask to see uh any of that that jennifer was talking about how this is woven in you're not going to be able to do it because it's third party Yeah, she made a good point about that, and I, mm-hmm. I appreciate how she she showed how they'll take just a regular thing that the parents would only see. They wouldn't hear what goes on in the classroom, and mm-hmm. she's taking it, and she's beginning to, I don't know, I, the way I saw her presenting it, it's as though the serpent was coming to Eve and saying, well, has God said? Is this the, right. is this the only way this can be? Now, I recognize that, that there can be you know, widows and widowers, there can be divorcees. I understand that. And I don't say they're not a family, but they're, they would be the exception to the rule. That's what we would say. We would say that's an exception. We wouldn't say two mothers, you know, two lesbians or two sodomites together make a family. We would deny that at any level that that's right. what God has designed. So I appreciate how she uh, produced that, that a parent would have to actually be in the classroom to understand what's actually going on with their kids. And I'm telling exactly. you, if, if you're a parent and you can't trust teachers and you can't trust schools, which I don't think you can, no matter how good their intentions are, you shouldn't have your kids in there. You really shouldn't have your kids in there. Uh, totally, totally. So, and then when you get over into this uh, 6056, and I believe that was introduced. Who was that introduced by? Uh, I didn't, I didn't put that down oh i should have put is that it down. six zero five six 
only 10 pages long. Let's say the bill is 10 pages long. You got to go down because it says, well, we're going to change this for this. So you got to go back in and you got to read what was in the thing that it's talking about. And you're going to replace that. And then you got to formulate the context and all this other stuff. And I got to tell you, this smacks of the very Phariseeism that Jesus pointed out where they put the burdens on the people of their so-called laws and they wouldn't even lift a finger to help the people. This is this smacks of all of that. And then he goes down, they go down in uh, section 8549C. Mm -hmm. uh, again, I'll show this to people. Sense of Congress on First Amendment rights. The Congress finds as follows. Parents have a First Amendment right. Um, states and this, well, wait a minute. Where is Congress designated to find anything? They're the legislative branch. Isn't right. that judicial branch? Isn't that what they're supposed to be? Maybe supposed I missed something here. Supposed to be, no. Congress is only responsible for formulating legislation. That is exactly what they are, the legislative branch. The judicial branch issues decisions only. The executive branch makes sure that the uh, laws are enforced faithfully. And those are, that's laws that are constitutional. He says, yep, we're going to do this. If they're unconstitutional, he says, yeah, no, we're not even going to do that. Don't even go there. But what we're finding is, and what you're seeing, you're seeing an intermingling of all the branches. And you hear this all the time. Well, it's three co-equal branches of government. Well, that's not necessarily true. The judicial doesn't have the same power as the legislature. Legislature doesn't have the same power as judicial. Executive doesn't have the same power as legislative or judicial. So they're not really equal. They have different responsibilities. The most powerful ends up being the entity that creates the laws. Incredible. Incredible. The sneakiness and the sliminess of all this. All right, we got yes. a couple we got a couple more bills. We've got uh That's right. 3037. Tell us about that 30, one. 3037. Now, it's a sister bill and to uh bill HR70. This was introduced by Senator Tom Cotton. He I should know who he is. He's got an R behind his name. And the co-sponsors here are Cindy Hyde Smith, Mike uh, Braun, uh, John Borman, and John Thune. Uh, but remember what a sister bill is. They, they are bills that are very closely related in content. Uh, most of the time they may have the same name or one which is really similar. Those are called twins. Now Lynn wrote about this back in December 6, 2017 for the Patriot Institute. The sister bills are usually traceable to the same backers or supporters, and the sisters are usually not very nice in nature. And whatever the title of the bill has, expect the opposite. Absolutely. Yeah. Can we so, point out? Can we point out the, what this bill says? And this is again. Sure. This is a, another sure. Republican. The first one we did was from a Republican as well. Look right. at what it says to require yes. elementary schools and secondary schools that receive federal funds. Okay, Mr. Mm -hmm. Cotton, you want to talk about the Constitution, you want to run your mouth, you want to look like you're a statesman and stuff. If there is a elementary school and secondary school that receives federal funds, it is unconstitutional. It is illegal. Why don't okay. you start there and just have one thing that says we can no longer fund elementary and secondary schools? 
He then goes on and he says, it is a bill to require elementary schools and secondary schools that receive federal funds to obtain parental consent before facilitating a child's gender transition in any form or other purposes. Well, Mr. Cotton, why don't you say the federal government has no business sending money in there or speaking about CRT or gender transition or any of that stuff? It's none of your business. It's none of your business. Why don't you say, put a bill that says we have no authority to be writing and go down the list of all the crap that's been written in D.C. and and say this is a bill to abolish every law that's been written regarding education, no matter what department it has to do with. Why don't you cut it off at the root instead of hacking the branches, acting like you're doing something when you're doing nothing? It drives me crazy. It drives us all crazy. And it's very, very deceptive because they're going to call it. And I, I, (laughs) I love this. Empowering Parents to Protect Their Kids Act of 2021. This does everything but empower parents to protect their kids. It's actually subverting the and and i'll give you an example i will just absolutely give you an example because you know i go through these things i read them and i highlight them you know here's one this is on uh this comes under i think it's the first section it's in their findings yes section two findings number four if you want to go to that one any policy remember policy is not law that attempt to circumvent parental authority are a violation of parents' constitutionally protected rights to direct the care, custody, and upbringing of their children as, as recognized, recognized by the, by Supreme, the Supreme Court. Supreme Court. I knew you would love that. I knew you would love that. Are you kidding me? Good Exactly. Grief. They cite the Supreme Court as the authority, not God. Mr. Cotton, you are a fool and a useful idiot. That's what you are. That's exactly what you are to write such things. And then when you go on to number five, and I, I love this, I love this, schools should never be allowed to intrude on family life by misleading parents and confusing children. Uh, should. Should. Yeah, I got it, you. Uh, I, I'm getting it. I'm getting that, it. You get, you, you get the language. Yep. Now, since I worked for the state for a number of years and had to write policy for some of the health care programs they had, verbs were very important. And I spent a lot of time up there in legal. And we always used like, well, the department may cover this. The department may do this. That gives you a lot of leeway to make a decision or would say should. There was not any time we ever used shall these verbs are very important when you start looking at reading these bills and understanding exactly what they are doing Mm. Mm. now here's another one here's another one and this is under this will be section three it will be uh under b rules of construction and it starts with Nothing in this section shall be construed. And when you go to number two, it says to deprive any parent of the right to be involved in a child's actions or discussions about gender transition without the due process of law. So in Hmm. other words, oh, oh, yeah, we have the right to do that. Yep. uh Uh-uh. If they decide they don't want you to have it, they can go through due process and remove it. Yep. 
So you have to read these. And I'll guarantee, I'll guarantee you, they're not going through a criminal court. They're going to go through a family no. court, which is administrative law. Exactly. Which exactly. is not law. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not geared towards us. It exactly. is another way for them to get around going around the Constitution. Yeah, it is. And eighty-one seventy reads just like it because that is the. These two are sisters. Now, if you come over again under establishment of criteria, you'll see. Here's the famous May. The head of each federal agency may establish criteria and provide technical assistance. When they and have zero action. authority. Exactly. Zero authority, but they may. And here's this. A qualified party may, in a civil action, obtain appropriate relief. Relief may be granted. Do, do you see how they kind of give themselves an out to where, well, we can or we can't depend on how it goes. And that's that's purposeful. It's very purposeful in any legislation policy. And it's very purposeful, the verbs that are used. Well, you know, one of the things, uh, Susanna, I'm, I was showing uh, 8170, it, yes. except for I don't know who this who this person is. I guess I'd have to look her up. Um, uh, Miss Letlow. Maybe somebody could I don't know point me that in the, in the chat. Um, let me see if I can bring it up real quick uh, as we're doing this live. Okay. Uh, I'm, let, I'm Julia Letlow, that's her name. Um, she's an American politician. Oh, let, she is the first Republican woman to represent Louisiana in the House. So all of these bills are not Democrats, guys. They're <laughs> Republicans. And I have to ask, are they standing on the Constitution? It's not what they tell us they are. They're standing on the Constitution. They're a Constitution. The Democrats are violating the Constitution. This is why we spend so much time on the Sons of Liberty exposing the guys you claim are on the right, the guys who are the good guys, because you already got it that the bad guys are the bad guys. They have their mask off. The Marxists have their mask off. You already know who they are. Every All the conservative talking heads telling you how bad they are. You already know that. But you won't hear them talk like the Sons of Liberty talk, that the guys on your side who still have their mask on, they're the devil. I, I love the way Salt put it because I put it that way too, is the devil doesn't come to you in the pitchfork and the horns and the scary face and the fang teeth and drooling and everything. He doesn't come that way. The devil comes to you as this scantily cloud, uh, clad, sexy woman. He comes to you as this big buff guy. He comes to you as the hero, the, the, the guy who wins the day. That's how he comes to you. He doesn't come to you as this other. And so when we expose these guys, we're, we're trying to say, look, I, you know, I don't try to judge the intents of their heart. Some of them may actually intend good things. They, they think they're doing a good thing. But the fact of the matter, it's what they do. It's what they're doing. And they're going along, continuing to prop up the usurpation of power by the federal government in the area of education while they're trying to say, oh, see, we're against the same things you guys are. This is the same thing Donald Trump was doing. This is why we harp so much on Trump. He says something, he does something else. And so I don't want people to, this is not a bashing, this is an exposing. That's what we're trying to do. We want the people to do right, but unfortunately they're not going to do it. That's why you got to dissolve it. You, you just got to dissolve it. You really do. Oh, yes. And the, and this last one, and this is the, this is the, this is the eyes of the cake, because this came from Senator Josh. No, Collins. he's, he's a hero. Don't you know that, Suzanne? Well, to some people he may be, but uh, yeah. I'm tongue in cheek. I'm tongue in cheek. The boat. Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> tongue in cheek here. Boat. I really am. 
And uh, he's from, of course, Missouri. He, this is uh, Senate Bill 3218. And this is going to be cited as the Parents' Bill of Rights Act of 2021. Now, the, <laughs> the, the only good thing that I have to say about this bill is he used appropriate verbs. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I can say about this bill is he used appropriate verbs because he did come over here and he said, no state, its agents, its subdivisions, or the agents of its Shall. Shall. <laughs> you know, exactly. Shall deny. I mean, so he's using the appropriate verbs. But, okay, we've got the verb. Now we got to look at what comes after mm. the verb. Mm. The right to fully review in physical or digital optical character recognition format and make copies of the curricula books and other educational materials used by the school, attended by their minor child or local educational agency that serves such school. Mm. Okay, do you see that? Yep. Review, review only. You don't have a right to sit there and say, hey, this is inappropriate for kids. We, we're, as parents, we're, we want this out. Yep, no, you just got a right to review it. Then you also get a right to affirmative disclosure of class syllabi and reading lists. Well, okay, you can have that disclosed in that syllabi or syllabus, however you want to say it for that class or what's being taught your child. As Jennifer McWilliams told you, you are not always going to see everything that's in that classroom. Hmm. And you reading lists, Okay, well, if you don't approve the books and they are, and we talked about this last Wednesday and I talked about it Monday, if that is inappropriate for children, it shouldn't be in there in the first place. That's right. But it doesn't say you have that right. Even though the Ninth Amendment gives you this right, they're absolutely taking it away when they do things like this nature. They're only giving you the right to look at, review. They're not giving you the right or let's put it this way, they're taking away the right that you had to direct that curriculum and say, yeah, no, this is not happening. This is not. Yeah, they want to acknowledge a right, but then they want to define what that right is and who has control right. over it. And, and and they may say, oh, you have parental rights, but we're going to have control over that to tell you this is the parameter of your rights, which is absolute okay. nonsense. And the guys, again, this is the guys with the R on their jersey. Red has a color meaning. And I just want to throw that out there for those who've been deceived by it. Red has a color meaning, too. Mm -hmm. Go look at where red is throughout the world. You're not going to find it with freedom-loving people. You're going to find it with communists, Marxists, and socialists. That's who you're going to find it with. So you've been deceived. The best thing to do is to open your eyes, acknowledge that deception, ask God to help you to not be deceived further, to fight against this, and, uh, you know, Suzanne, I got to tell you, thank you for the, the word uh, education this morning, uh, because I know some of these words because I've dealt with them in different contexts, but I wasn't picking up on them. So thank you for doing it. I was picking them up when you were bringing up the other things. So I appreciate the correction and the education in that, too. This is what people have to do. They've got to learn. They've got to repent. That's the changing of the mind. And then they've got to act on that repentance. They've got to bring forth the fruits of repentance. And that's going to be. You're going to have to get your kids out of these indoctrination centers. You've got to do it. Oh, yeah. So all of these things, they are really limiting and enumerating. They're limiting your rights. They're enumerating what you have. And then that's all you get. 
that is it. And I did put a reference if anybody wants a lot of information on on how to look at some of these. Uh, when I first uh, came in contact with Publius Holdoff, which was back when she was doing Freedom Outpost, and she has a blog, publiusholdoff.wordpress.com. She breaks it down for you, helps you learn how to think through all these bills and where you have to go back and trace it and where you have to look in the Constitution to determine, is this bill constitutional? Is it, is, is it not? And like I said, when they cited the Supreme Court, well, the Supreme Court is given very limited jurisdiction on what they have jurisdiction over. So when they issue a decision that is outside of their jurisdiction, it has no meaning whatsoever. And the jurisdiction that I'm talking about is the cases that they are constitutionally um, authorized to hear. Well, they're not authorized to hear anything on parental rights. Doesn't say that. They're not authorized to hear anything on parents. It's arising under the Constitution. Well, what that means, they hear that arising under the Constitution. Well, that means what's in there. And the Constitution works as this is the only thing government can do. If it's not listed there, government can't do it and you can't invent it to be done. Rights are off the table because they're supersede government. We're given them by God. They are unalienable. They are unenumerated for a reason because there's so many you couldn't even That's list right. them. So, so this is why they are not ever enumerated because once you start putting them on paper and say, oh, well, I have the right to this, right to that, then they are enumerating your rights, which then limits you. That's the purpose of the Ninth Amendment to say, yes, even though we did list certain rights, the founders did list those certain rights. There are so many others. We can't list them all. That's right. So none of this is going to mean that it takes away anything else. So well, you've got but, to start getting into that frame of mind. Yes. But one thing that we're clear about, uh, Suzanne, was we want limited rights or authority, not rights, authorities that we're going to grant to government. We were very That's specific right. about that. And we very we enumerated those things and said this you That's can right. this is the line you can go no further. And I gotta tell you, the more I, the more I see and the older I get, uh, the more I see men are fools for setting up these kinds of, of centralized governments. They're just fools for their pains. If we, you know, Bradley talks about learning lessons from history. Mm -hmm. the, the, the more decentralized we are and the better we self-govern, that is one thing the founders had right. If men will learn to self-govern under God, if they'll, you know, I was listening to a book yesterday on my way back and forth from Durham, uh, and it was talking about, you know, the learning to self-govern. How was that done? And George Washington gave that 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 farewell speech where he talked about morality and and uh, and uh, a religion. And look, I'm not going to get into the subject of the other, but what I'm going to say is the principles of the Christian faith. And God's law, if you have those things, you can self-govern. You don't need a man to rule over you. That's you right. don't ask for a king. You don't ask for a governor. You don't ask for a mayor. You don't ask for any of that. Why? Because you can govern yourself. And that is the point. That's the point of what's going on here. By the way, <laughs> oh, I should have read, read in the Old Testament. 
Go back and read in the Old Testament yeah. when they said, oh, we want a king like everybody else yes. has. Like, yeah, you don't need a king. That's you right. Know, really don't. And look what happened afterwards. They just got into, I mean. So much trouble. Oh, uh, yeah. See it after see it after seeing so much trouble after that if they had just left it alone. Yeah, they already so had a, they already had a king. That's what we have to remember. They already exactly. had a king. You already had a king. You already had one. Yep. You have to remember that. And also go back and remember the Constitution was not our first governing document. It was the Articles of Confederation. That's right. And if you go in there and you read that, you find, yes, there are some things that transferred from that to the Constitution, but the states had a whole lot more power than, well, they still do with the just exercise. That's right. But the They've federal been snookered government... Too. Could, the, the federal government could even burp without asking the state. That's I mean, couldn't even burp. And now they're issuing hot air everywhere, and the states are just going, okay, let's just do this. That's they're right. They're doing nothing. But, I mean, so you want a strong uh, state government, which is government by the people, and you want a very uh, meek, well, that's not even meek. Meek is power under control. You want a very subdued and a government or you a want to change it really has if, no power yeah let's really put it this no way power. if you're going to have that you want a chained beast you want him on a you leash yes. but the but the problem is and i'm going to tell you the more i think about this the more i think it's it needs to break down even further than states you need to have it in I your agree. city your county that's where you can hold yep. people accountable why because you know where they live and if they're acting outside the law what do you do you show up with all your buddies and the militia that you've constructed that's the power of the people. You show up with them and you go, um, you're acting outside the law. You have today to repent of that and stop doing it. If you do it again, we're tossing you out. You're not going to be a part of this. You're, you're, we're going to well, bring you, you to justice. Too, even, even in the Bible, did it always talked about city, state. Yep. City, state. didn't talk about this big region. It was like city, states. You had each little uh, locality was locally... Well, that, that was the wisdom that Moses' that father-in-law exactly. gave him. He talked about yeah. going from, you know, the the one guy, just Moses, and you break this down into like fifties. Mm -hmm. You break right. it in. So, so this isn't a foreign concept. This is a very mm -hmm. biblical concept. Tim, you're trying to overthrow the government. I didn't say no. anything like that. One guy, uh, when I pointed him, he kept uh, trying to bait me and, and rumble. And I said, what does Thomas Jefferson say? He says, dissolve when it becomes a threat. Well, that's a revolutionary act. No, it's not. It's a thing of, look, Is it? are you going to war uh, if you have an abusive spouse or a spouse that's abandoned you or a spouse that's you know committed adultery? No, you're trying to peacefully separate from that person. And that's that's what you're doing. It's the same thing we've talked about with this with this uh, with secession. Now I got to tell you, Suzanne, uh, I I think you're done as far as we'll have some archive yeah. stuff. Are you yes. done? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, we'll done. have some archive stuff. Some of the shows that Suzanne's referenced that she's done with Lynn and stuff. But you know, somebody said this in the chat, and I thought I should have had this up for when I don't know why I didn't think of it, but I should have had this up ready to go. You know, we have music for Lynn, we have music for Kate, and I don't know. This kind of, this kind of stood out to me, and I don't know why it's taken so long to play, but it'll come up here in a second, and you'll really like this. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe you'll like this. Wait a minute, I know why it's not. You know what? I had it mute, so I I made sure no commercial come on. So you can't touch this. You can't touch this. So 
This is, uh, except I got to whittle it down. I got to do Hamner time, Hamner time. Uh, I'm just having a little fun. Oh, that's great. I'm just having a little fun with you guys. Suzanne, I want to turn over to you. Last word from you uh, about what we talked about, maybe some exhortation to the audience. And again, thank you very much for coming on and filling in for Lynn these past two weeks. It's been great to have you on, but I'm going to give you the last word. That's it. Oh, it has just been an honor and a privilege to substitute for Lynn. I, I, I love her work. Uh, and we we play off each other very well. So catch the Liberty Bells. Please pray for her and her family. Uh, and, you know, thank you for all the uh, donations that you have made and uh, all the support that you have given. More support is really needed. She's getting now into the treatment phase, post-surgery treatment phase. And that's going to be kind of a long-term deal. But if you are a parent, a grandparent, aunt, uncle, and you have kid, children, this should be paramount of importance to you to get your kids out of these indoctrination centers, take back control of education, kick out the states, kick out the feds, take control of your, your children's education. Stop taking the money. Don't take the money, you know, find another way to support what has to be education, but just don't take, don't take the money and work on uh, getting these bills sent, these uh, individuals that have sponsored these bills, brought these bills up, send them up, say no, them, no, this should not even be, you have no authority, and just keep hollering and get into tactical civics uh, to, in order to uh, uh, gain more control over your local government. And that should be it. Amen. Amen. Yeah, the people are going to have to take that back. We've talked about that. Mm -hmm. I, I highly recommend tactical civics. Uh, you may not agree with everything there, but you will learn to do your civic duty and the two functions that the people really have, grand jury and the militia. You want to be the solution? You are the solution. Quit waiting on D.C. Quit waiting on your state legislature. Not. You can be that in your own county. And I, I think this is, this is, I think most people listen to Sons of Liberty get that. Now learn learn the stuff. You got to go through the education process. You got to learn what you don't know, and I'm doing that too. Some things I didn't know, so I confess I was ignorant of some things. But the more you learn, the more you start to see. Okay, this is much simpler than we've been led to believe. We've made it complicated because of our sin, our own lawlessness, because we went along with the lawbreakers, and we've got to bring ourselves back under that governance that we're supposed to be. And that way we can see clearly to say, nope, this is a pretty simple process. People get together. They put these things together. They do their duty before God and man. And we'll see justice and we'll see a restoration, at least where we are. Let's stop trying to control things we can't control, like D.C. or even the state capitol. Let's start focusing on our, in our, our cities and our counties. We do that. We can have control of that. That's an area where we can take dominion. Uh, we're called to take dominion over all the earth. Let's start with our little patch of land that we're at. And I think the more that we, we reach those goals, the more that we'll see God work in that. And the more that we'll see, we'll be able to disciple people. Because part of discipling them is to bring the common law, the natural law that God has given, which was ultimately laid out in the Ten Commandments and then expounded upon in the book of Deuteronomy, Leviticus, and other places like that, we can we can open that up to people and they can say, yeah, okay, I see that. That way we're making disciples of all the nations instead of trying to make converts. 
I see people making converts to Christianity all, all day long who have no, they still got their heart of stone. They don't have a heart of flesh. They've not trusted in the blood of Christ. They've not submitted to the kingship of his, of his crown. And they continue on in the way they are. And we've got to start making them disciples and teaching them those things. All right, guys, have a great day. Thank you for joining us. Sorry for all the flubbubs. Tomorrow, I hope we'll have this completely set up. I'm going to try to get all my buttons ready, uh, all the other stuff. If the if the uh, computer will retain everything that I save, uh, we'll try to have that. So tomorrow, hopefully, this will be the way it used to be until I get the computer back. Bradley be on with you at 3 uh, p.m. Eastern, sonsoflibertymedia.com, and then uh, we'll be back with you in the morning at 6 a.m., bright and early. Lord willing, talk to you then. See ya.